Welcome back to the big program, Solid 8 O'Clock Hour. We'll uh, obviously start things off with our co-host every Thursday, Ladislav Schmid. Good morning, Laddie. Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing? Good, good. Did you know the Duke's friend, the Big Cebolia, it's his birthday today. Really? And it's the leap year, leap day, so he's seven years old. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> to the, you know what the Big Cebolia is? No. Cebolia in uh, Ukrainian is Russian. The, uh, Russian Ukrainian is is uh, onion. Onion, oh, the big oh. onion, the big onion. They call him the big onion. Well, happy birthday <laughs> to the big seven onion. Seven years old. Seven years old. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, time now for on the mark. Fueled by Booster Juice, download the new Booster Juice Rewards app today to start earning berry points for delicious and nutritious smoothies, drinks, and food that will get you through the day. As we welcome in Mark Spector to the big program. Good morning, Spec. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, we we're just talking about the big Cebolia and his birthday. Do you know anyone that has their birthday on a on a leap day year kind of thing? The only guy who's I can remember who has a, who's a leap year guy uh, was Henri Richard. Oh, the pocket rocket, the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, the pocket rocket. He died a few years ago, but yeah. he was a leap year guy for sure. Oh. You, you know what? I got. Interesting. Can I, I, can I tell a quick story about that? Yeah. Okay, and I think. It's 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 okay at this time of the day. The kids are in school, so anyway. Oh my god! I did a I did a dinner Here with I did a dinner, <laughs> you guys, with Ivan uh, Cornwallier, okay. the Roadrunner. I did it. This is about twenty five years ago, and I'm going to do my impersonation. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we're we're riding in a limousine up to Nemeo to the uh, where the dinner is with all the the soldiers and things. It was for the soldiers. It was at the camp, and and he, and. Uh, the roadrunner says to me, he goes, hey, Kevin, you know I have 10 Stanley Cup ring. And I go, I go yes, I know I know that, uh, uh, Yvonne. And he goes, yes, I got 10 Stanley Cup ring, one for all my finger and thumb. And I said, wow. And he goes, you know, Kevin, the only guy that has more Stanley Cup ring for me than me is my good friend Henri, the pocket rocket Richard. He have 11 Stanley Cup ring. Guess where he hanged the other ring, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, 804. 804. <laughs> That's a true story. True story. There you go. Uh, can you imagine <laughs> winning school, 11 boys. Stanley Cups? I mean, 11 Stanley Cups that guy mm-hmm. won. You know, uh, uh, funny, uh, we have... I wouldn't the, be alive probably after each, each party, no. Jesus. I, I wouldn't make it past about four. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we, we had the alumni skate yesterday. Sparky was there. And, of course, Sparky has five. And I think it was Brant Meyer said, hey, Sparky, what ring is that? And he said, that's the first ring from, from 84. So, you know, he and I said, what's the difference between size from 84 to 90? And Sparky said, not much. He said, once the Detroit Red Wings started winning... That's when he said the rings got bigger because they uh, the Russians wanted more diamonds oh. and more glitz and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So that's where that's where the rings makes started. sense. Yeah, and now you can't even now they're like carrying around. So a, I just missed you at the, at the alumni. Yes, you, you yeah, I was there the day before. Wow, dominating the Rogers. Dominating. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about dominating spec. How about Zach Hyman? Forty goals. Wow, just impressive, impressive, impressive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I wrote today, and the thing for Zach is, like, it's not, 
it's a privilege and you know you're sure lucky when you get to play with uh, one of the great players in the history of the game McDavid Connor uh, Crosby Gretzky you know even the guy like Marner passing the puck to Matthews but it's not that easy like a lot mm-hmm. of guys have tried and failed you got to be you got to be good but you got to be really smart and you got to you know you don't just get to play your game you got to figure out how your game complements his game Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know what, Kenny Holland in bringing in Zach Hyman, like he's so he's a really smart guy. He's just a smart person. Whatever he's doing in his life, even if he was not a hockey player, he's still a smart guy. And that's to me the biggest difference. I've seen a lot of guys with Zach Hyman's skills. I haven't seen a lot of guys who could figure out how to take those skills and absolutely maximize them mm-hmm. with a guy like McDavid. So. Laddie, with a guy like that in front of the net, okay, Zach's, he's an average guy, like yeah. build, build and everything, but slippery, I guess. How, is he harder to, to defend because he's, he slides off you? And, that, that, there's just some guys who yeah. have that, uh, I, well, it's the smarts, obviously. Uh, he's got balls as well. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy to play around the net, but he just knows how to s- how to create time and space for himself, how to slip away from the defender. Um, you know, there's a lot of options that Oilers have on the power play, and it seems like teams kind of forget about the guy who is, who is in front of the net. Like, th- the rule sometimes on, a, on the power play, on, on, a, on a PK, is like, leave the guy in front of the net for yeah. a goalie. That's what's happening, and, you know, Hyman is very, very smart at that. He knows how to, how to pick those little spots, and, you know, as soon as he's open, mm-hmm. those other guys, those top end guys, they find him right away and then make the opposition pay. Yeah. You know, with, with Hyman guys, like, honestly, what a great signing. He seems like such a humble guy, hardworking guy. It's not just like he scores 40 goals, but he works his bag off yeah. every single shift. I, I love that guy. Um, again, it's not easy to play with superstars. Look at Crosby. Like, it's not. It wasn't easy. Like he didn't have top and guys most of his career. He had no. the right guys on his line, right? The guys who work for him, like Dupuy, um, the guy Albert, from, yeah, exactly. Kunitz, 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 yeah, Chris Ryan, Kunitz, that's, right? Yeah, Chris Ryan Kunitz, Rust. yeah, exactly. Like it's it wasn't like the the shiniest guys, but the guys who work for him. So Hyman, Hyman being on the same page with McDavid, you know, yeah. like if you put some other guys, they didn't work work mm-hmm. out right away. But Hyman does work. 40 goals, guys. He he brings everything, every single game, every single shift. He's getting rewarded. I'm very happy for that guy. Hey, Speck, here's a question for you. And I was thinking about, and just the, what you guys are touching on with that extreme chemistry that, that Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman have together, would you ever um, change the three-on-three overtime and have, instead of Connor and Leon together, would you have them apart, Speck? Um, he sure allows you to talk that through mm-hmm. you know i i would say to you like how are overtime goals scored are there do you score goals in overtime like with the kind of goals that hyman scores are they net front dirty goals mm-hmm. not as many right no. yeah, more not, off the rush yeah more off the rush more from distance uh hey don't i mean i'm not here to say putting a 40 goal scorer out in in overtime is not a good idea yeah. <laughs> you know sure it's a good idea but um yeah, I don't know. Let's think just that a, through. Just a thought, you know. Don't, I mean, don't try to fix something that ain't broken in my my opinion. Like yeah. That, yeah. I, I think I think Bouchard, Dreisaitl, and McDavid is work, a good work. start. Yeah, yeah, just a thought. Yeah, I mean, but, but you know. 
But it gives you another option. Another, another look, right? Options are key. You're full of, full I, of good options, ideas, man. Thank you very much, laddie. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> you should see the beaming going on in here, Speck. It's amazing. <laughs> and, you know, last night, obviously, a lot of talk was about the, the two things that happened in the third period, Speck. First, the, the save on Zach Boldick from Stu Skinner, and then the tremendous back check on uh, Robert Thomas by Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Man, he was like he shot out of a cannon. <laughs> well, and Thomas, I mean, not to take away from Nuge, because that was a hell of a check. Thomas also slowed down yeah. like he was in a shootout. Yeah. Uh, he won't do that again, right? If no. you know, if he just executes a breakaway, no one's catching him. But he put the brakes on, and, and who was there? Nuge, it's a, you know, and those are those plays. It just it breathes a little life in everyone's sails. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what they like? Give it. You can. I guess we can focus on the first five minutes of that game when the Oilers were absolutely yep. fast asleep, got down two nothing. They were terrible. Mm-hmm. But or do you focus on the last fifty minutes that they? You know they won that last fifty minutes. They were better in the third period, even though it was close, and they won the overtime. So. You know, I guess, Laddie, there's almost no true 60-minute games. To me, the lesson here is the 10 minutes or whatever that you're not playing well, you got to do something that, you know, you can't get dominated the mm-hmm. way they got dominated last night. It was 2 nothing, could have been 4 nothing. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I mentioned that to Kevin, but yeah. it's not just a one game. I, I feel like they, they have had slow starts past few games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's far away from the playoffs, but this this kind of... I don't want to say effort or like this kind of start can really cost you a game that you cannot lose. Um, so they should be more aware of that. Um, I, I agree with you. I, you know, even if you, like you said, there's no such a thing as a perfect game almost, right? Like it's, you're going to have some up and downs, yeah. but even if you have those downs, you, you, you kind of know that, you know, the momentum is on the other, other side. So, you know, let's just, Let's just be solid. Keep it simple. Make little little plays. Keep it simple, and and you know you you might start building something. You know, then next thing you know, it's a big hit or mm-hmm. or a good play gets the bench going, and then you start going. But you cannot get like you said dominated the way they they have in the first five minutes. If it would be for nothing, it it would be a different story. Mm-hmm. Probably game over. But as soon as it was two nothing and they kind of escaped that first ten minutes, I told my son, "It's like watch watch this. They're gonna come back and they they're gonna win the game." Boom! They won the game. Yeah, yeah. Spec, what do you make of this weekend? It's kind of a weird um, situation where you have a just a one game road trip out to Seattle, so it's a bit of a jaunt. But then uh, back with Pittsburgh and then on the road, and you're uh, you're going on the road, correct? No, I, yeah, I'm going on the road on yeah. Monday for yeah, sure, Monday. not to Seattle. Yeah. Not to Seattle. So, yeah, you know what? Like, I think I want to remind people that, that you know, look at life in the NHL. It's not, there's a lot of travel and you got to figure that out. But it's really, I mean, you think of the Oil Kings, man. They get on a bus and go play a game in Red Deer. It's no different than the orders jumping on a cushy charter and flying a, an hour and 20 minutes to Seattle. Like, mm-hmm. it's not that big a deal, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't think. Uh, it's the long road trip where you're changing time zones. It does grind on you. I get it. A quick little in and out to Seattle. They should be fine. Seattle's a sort of middle-of-the-road team, and, and Pittsburgh's a middle-of-the-road team. So, you know what? There's points this weekend. Before you walk into Boston and the trade, and then after that, the trade deadline, uh, stocking up this weekend, a couple points wouldn't hurt the oil. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, you mentioned the trade deadline. Uh, 
Any rumors or uh, anything you've heard that the Oilers might be looking for? for no, I haven't listeners? heard anything. Is anyone talking about it these days? <laughs> Is there any big names uh, that uh, are circling around the Oilers? Well, I think, I mean, we know that, that listen, Hollins brings in two guys a year every year, right? Mm, yeah. He brought in, you know, sometimes they're big names like Ekholm. Sometimes they're smaller names like, um, remember they, who'd they get from Philly that time? Broussard. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But give your GM credit here. He'll get you two guys every year, and he's going to get you two guys this year. Mm-hmm. I think it, you know, he's in on Tanev. He doesn't get Tanev. So yeah. there's, there were six other teams in on Tanev. They didn't get him either. Um, so yeah. I, I can't tell you he's, you know, if he's going to bring in a big name and a small name or two small names or what it's going to be, he's going to bring in two guys at least by next Friday. And if they play the cards right, one of them will be a name that'll uh, you know carry us through a radio show or two. <laughs> Do you think they're going to address defense or or yeah. or forward think, D- defense first? Eh, I think they need a I little. Yeah. yeah, I could gar- I would guarantee almost. I would guarantee that that if they bring in only one player, it's a defenseman. If they bring in two players, one of them will be a defenseman. Mm-hmm. They will get a defenseman that will. You know, I don't know how that's, where he's going to play. Is he going to be the guy that uh, that's better than CC? That's what everybody wants. Maybe is he going to be a guy that's just going to relegate Broberg to being your eighth guy, yeah. which is absolutely necessary for a playoff run. I guarantee you they'll bring in a guy that will be that will make Broberg your eighth guy when the playoffs start. Nothing against Broberg, but that's what you need to do. Yeah, I, I just you mentioned CC. Like, why is everybody all over CC? Boy, I, they hate him. Yeah, I I honestly don't have a problem with him. Like, uh, I, I, again, there, uh, there's always like holes. maybe maybe he's slotted a little higher than yeah. he should be, but I think he's he, he's fine. That's guys. roster makeup, right? Yeah, there's going to be a hole. Every team has a hole here and there. It's just the way it is where he is slotted in and situated right now. So yeah, yep, it's, he's it's. It is. It, it's not CeCe's fault no. that he's probably a number. He's a you know, in a really really good team, he's a three four defenseman. But on this really good team, he happens to be a, in the top pair, yeah. or certainly being used. Like now, they've they've morphed into Ekholm, and you know, I'm not sure Ekholm and um, Bouchard aren't your top pair. Some nights their minutes are higher, mm-hmm. but it, they I, really don't have a top pair. They got two pairs that that share the yeah. big load, and you know what. If that's it's, who you are. That's who you are. Yeah, it's situational. That's how yeah, how you I, have to look at it. Yeah, so. but like I, I I see some posts on the internet. It's just yeah, I know they're I, they're too hard on it. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I'm gonna start being hard on the fans that's right. again. I think we I, need, I, I did it at the we beginning. We need that, laddie. Yeah, I, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna fire <laughs> it up there. Hey, Spec, thanks for this. Oilers with a players' day off today, so uh, back at her a little bit tomorrow, and then uh, Seattle and Pitt, and then you're on the road, baby. Out of way, yeah. Let's get after it, boys. Have a great day. All you right. Too, Thanks, Beck. Take care, man. That's uh, On The Mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need at Booster Juice. When we come back, Frank Saravalli, our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. From the Daily Face-Off, Kevin Carey, Sladislav Schmid, Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Back. Time now for the headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter Plumbing. Getting snakes deep and giving 110% day in and day out. 
110%. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca. Not 100%, 110%. Yes, as we welcome him. Go a little in. over top. I love it. Frank Cervalli from Fine. the Daily Getting Face Getting snakes deep. Yes. <laughs> you know, you like the last one. Uh, that was last week. We brought that new one out for you, Frank, on the uh, jalapeno pepper poppers. Yeah. Now we got another one for you. You're, you got to be excited about these. I can't even tell you my story from yesterday, but please come on. No, please. I was just straight dumb and dumbering it yesterday. Really? Right after a hit. Can't be. I, oh yeah. You can't just even. Can Can you give us a little snippet, Frank? No, oh. just absolutely glued to the can. <laughs> uh, you don't want any more snippets. Wow. <laughs> okay. Michael, you you started off with the appropriate story at eight oh four. Yes. You should have heard uh, you should have heard Kevin's story at eight oh four. Hopefully, no kids were listening. Oh, I'll have to tell you that one sometime. For it was pretty good. I thought what's well, a true story. It was it was it yeah, was funny. It's yeah. a true story. I just hope my my two and a half year old son and my nine year old wow. son are are listening. You, He's probably like, look- "Mommy, where, where where did he hang the eleventh ring?" Coming from the guy that just dropped an f bomb yeah. on the air. Congratulations. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't my fault. They turned it off. Here, here's me. a tip. They tried here's to set me up. Laddie, do you see that red ring around your microphone? <laughs> I was looking at Kevin. He <laughs> tried to set me up. He's trying to get rid of me. They told me a long time ago. Live down the line, someone is listening. So yeah, I, I stand by the f bomb though. It was about McDavid's goal, so thank God he scored that. Uh, yes, goal. McApples. Yeah, McApples. So uh, Frank, first, uh, what did you make of the uh, Chris Tanev trade yesterday? I thought it was a solid return, all things mm-hmm. considered, for the Flames, but I love the trade for the Dallas yeah. Stars. Mm-hmm. I think stylistically he's an ideal fit, and I think for a Stars team that didn't have to give up a first-round pick, any of its top prospects, and were able to get him at 75% retained, that this was a, this was a home run. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Tanev... I love that Stars team. I think they're perfectly built for the playoffs. I think they're, they've are they got some heavy qualities to their game. Their defense, though, flies. They skate like the wind. And now adding in someone who can eat pucks in Tanev, which they really didn't have before, that team is 22nd in the league in block shots per game. Tanev was second among all skaters. I mean... That's how you take a team that was already close to, you know, being a Stanley Cup favorite and helping put them over the top. Mm-hmm. I I totally agree, and like I, I really like his game. He's he's aged a little bit, but still, like when I when I was watching Calgary Flames, he makes he makes simple plays. You know, he can make a play, and like you said, he eats pucks. He's good on a penalty kill. He's tough to play against around the net. Yeah. He's just a true warrior. Like he's built for a playoffs. Hopefully he can stay healthy and like I agree with you man. Like that's 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 putting Dallas over the top now. Like the, the, their defense might be arguably the best defense in the NHL, mm-hmm. one of them for sure. Yeah. Well, 1 to 6, I mean hard to argue, yeah. right? Yeah. I I also with their defense, Frank, how how underrated would you say Thomas Harley is right now across the league? Yeah, I'd say significantly. Yeah. That's why I also like that they don't really have any strings attached to Tadev. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to try and re-sign him, but I don't think they need to on the left side with how well Harley is playing. And no team has drafted in the league as well as the Stars, so the fact that they're able to keep that first, I mean, it keeps them in play to make another move if they want to, 
but they're reloading their team year after year. You see Logan Stankoven and the impact that he's already making in just a couple games. He was one of the best prospects in hockey. That guy is good. Maverick (laughs) Bork, his running mate in Texas in the AHL, he's neck and neck with Stankoven in terms of points. He's another guy that will soon be impacting this Stars team. They didn't have to trade any of those guys, and they kept their first. And I know that that leaves Flames fans feeling like, oh, man, we didn't get that much for Tanev. Mm. There's some real market limitations here. Um, I, I just real quick, I want to read for you the just for Flames fans that may be listening. If you um, <laughs> live in Edmonton for whatever reason and are a Flames fan, God bless you. But here are the defensemen that have gotten a first round pick in the last calendar year. Carlson, Provorov, Chikrin, Orlov, Hironik, Gavrikov, Ekholm, Sandin, and McCabe. Now, Sandin and McCabe are totally different stories. Sandin's 22. He's 12 years younger than Tanev. And McCabe had two years left on his deal at half, so just $2 bucks, a special category. But Tanev isn't in that class of defensemen that Mm -hmm. have gotten a first. So the the Flames were only going to be getting a second. And they really like the prospect that they got back in Artem Grushnikov, who I'm told is a big, physical, nasty guy. And My you also got a conditional third yeah. that if you think this Stars team can really go for it, they have to get to the cup final and you get a third as well. Yeah, It lines up. I told uh, Laddie that uh, Grushnikov is like a young Laddie Schmied back <laughs> in the day. Is that good or bad? Well, I think it's good, no? Well, up the glass out and, uh, yeah, <laughs> make, it, make it difficult to play against the opposition. But, you know, every team needs, I feel yeah. like, guy like that. Like, you know, the game is going the different way now. Like, everybody wants to have, like, skill, skill defensemen. But how many skill defensemen do you need? Yeah. Look at now teams wanted Tanev. Yeah. Why do they need him? Well, because, you know, he's willing to do a lot of stuff that the other guys are not willing to do, you know? That's that's my uh, point of view on that. Mm-hmm. Ladislav Schmid, Kevin Carius, uh, along with Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff on Sports 1440. Frank, where are the Canucks with uh, potential of maybe looking at Elias Pettersson with an extension? Yeah, that was a huge development that I reported on last night. Um, massive for the Canucks in the last 48 to 72 hours that Pettersson, after all the noise that had been in that growing louder in that combustible Vancouver market. He went to the Canucks on Monday or Tuesday and said, let's get this done. Tired of the noise, mm-hmm. want to sign. And so uh, as I reported, they're working on an eight-year, what's believed to be an eight-year extension. Uh, it's going to be a very healthy number, approaching a $100 million. Ooh, so- and... This is a significant piece of business for the Canucks to get done because this not only takes a huge weight off of their shoulders in terms of the offseason, but over the next week, if you can get this done and signed, this would really allow them to maybe take another run at a player if they wanted to that has term. I'm not convinced Mm -hmm. that they're going to swing big, but – they could have it still out there to pull off something really interesting and then could even have them next year. Do you think it's 12 AAV then and a little bit or just 12? I do think it'll be 12. I just don't know how much more. Yeah. 
Is it 12-5? Is it what is Neilander at? Is it 12-3? Frank, what is Neilander at? Is it this his comparable kind of thing? That that's what they're shooting for? Oh God, now you're making me think. I, I had just kind of forgotten it, about the Neilander deal. I got it for uh, Neilander was eleven five. Eleven five. Okay, so he might be a little bit higher. Hmm. Yeah, and look, that makes sense. I mean, if you're gonna get him to commit long term and get the full eight years, you know, McKinnon was in that range. Yeah. But you're talking about massive cap increases. Like yeah. it wouldn't make sense for him to sign for any less than that. That's big cash, man. Yeah, big cash. Well, he's a he is a really good player, and he's still really young. So, I mean, <sighs> oh, that's a lot of dough. He still has one more year of RFA, and this is why it's so important. Is because had Pedersen gone into the off season unsigned, the deadline for him to really get under contract becomes arbitration filing date, because oh. then. Pedersen could squeeze the Canucks, file for ARB, and elect a one-year deal, which would walk him to free agency and essentially force them to trade him next summer because there'd be no way that Vancouver would go into next season with Pedersen on a one-year deal having to trade him at the deadline in a year in which they're supposed to be a contender. Mm. So they pretty much had from now – or have from now until that arbitration filing date in um, in late June to really do something, and this is a this as mentioned would be a huge piece of business off of their plate. Mm-hmm. Frank Saravalli with us on Sports fourteen forty. So Frank, uh, as far as the trade target board goes on the daily faceoff, I think the goaltenders are maybe dropping a little bit. Yep. Would you say that? Saros off the board, mm-hmm. Mark Andre Fleury off the board. Yeah. With Jacob Markstrom, uh, the New Jersey Devils have a chance to rekindle things. But what I would say is the Flames are in an ultimate position of power now. And here's why. It's not just because the Devils would be forced to pay a pretty hefty price to get Markstrom. It's also that when you look at the free agent goalie market this summer, I don't have all the names in front of me, but I believe my my research would indicate that Capo Kakinen would be the premier free agent goalie available, which would mean that the Flames would have the trade market this summer over a barrel. Hmm. So you either keep him now and potentially squeak into the playoffs even after trading all these guys. If you want to root for absolute chaos, it would be (laughs) the Flames and the Stars squaring off in round one where Calgary has a chance to kill their own conditional pick. (laughs) And if not, what you're looking at is potentially having four or five, six teams in the mix for Markstrom this summer, as opposed to really kind of only dealing with one team right now. Hmm. Anything else cooking, Frank, as far as the uh, DFL goes and or, or oh, trade deadline stuff? What is stuff? it cooking right now? Well, I'm running, I am I'm, grouchy, running on a little sleep. Um, I would say take a look at the Philadelphia Flyers. They're going to yeah. have some players shoot up my trade targets board, which will be out around lunchtime today. Um Sean Walker, very likely to be moved at this moment in time. The Flyers have engaged in substantive talks with both Sean Walker and Nick Sealer. And those initial asks, I think, really scared the Flyers. Mm -hmm. And so they look at some of these other teams in the mix, the Devils, the Caps. 
maybe they're handicapping this saying the Flyers are the team we're chasing and they have a chance to drop like a rock in the standings because Ristolainen is out and so is Jamie Drysdale. And then if you trade off Sealer and Walker, that Ooh. is basically cutting the legs off of your defense core mm. and it would be a real challenge for that team to make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Hey, Frank, thanks for uh, this. Hope you have a, a better day today than at the end of one of your hits that you had yesterday. Yeah, that, uh, that was a tough go. And uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you never know. You never know when doom will strike. <laughs> yes, the Legion of Doom with Frank Saravalli. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> thanks, Frank. Appreciate it, man. Okay, thanks, Frank. That's uh, Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff and our Mr. Rooter headliner. Your top defensive pairing against leaks. That's MrRooter.ca. We should have had him in the building here today. Hey, Duke. We had a little, little yeah. leakage, a pipe break. A pipe broke over the, uh, well, I guess last night in the morning. I guess so. I yeah. Did you have trouble getting your water, laddie? It was kind of spooling around all of where the water is. Yeah. No. I, I'm really good with... <laughs> With what? <laughs> avoiding. <laughs> avoiding trouble. Are you a good swimmer? Days. Can you swim? Yes, I'm an excellent swimmer. Okay. I'm an ex-pro athlete. Like, what do you mean, okay? <laughs> okay. Like, how, how good of a swimmer are you? Could yeah. you do, like, a, a triathlon? So, the I think I could. Bike okay. and running, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Swimming would be the, the challenge. It, yeah, yeah. would be challenge, but I could, I could probably do it. Yes. Okay. So, I'm going to just throw this one out at you. You're 38 now, right? No. Okay. My wife, Laura, is 50. She's the same age as me. I'm not going to say the age. I'll put her in a race against you. She's 20 years older. Mm-hmm. 400 meters. You pick whatever you want. 400 meters. 400 meters, yeah. Or if you want to go to 300, whatever like, you like want. Like running? No, in the pool. Oh, in the pool. Yeah. Well, if she's a good swimmer, she's going to Yeah, but she's me. way older than you. Doesn't and matter if you have the technique. It doesn't matter if you have a technique. She's a swimmer. She's gonna outswim me. Yeah. I, I'm, and I wouldn't be even. Sh- I wouldn't be ashamed. <laughs> maybe we should. It's take like, that it's for like chari- me taking hey. her on ice. Hey, yeah. let's oh, let's yeah. do six laps. Well, well maybe see, we should uh, get that charity. Let's get a charity. You know, charity. Yeah, Laddie well, versus I, Laura. I'm, I'm a good swimmer for uh, like a non. You met her. You met her. But she's in good shape. Yeah. Unlike somebody else in that household. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, I guess Eddie, that would be me. Eddie wants in the mix on this too. He just texted it. Uh, swimming? Yeah. Wow. Swimming is a hard, hard sport. Eddie I, would sink like a rock. I'm, I'm de- like I'm. I'm gonna say like, I'm. I'm good swimmer, but yeah. I never. Nobody has ever shown me how to properly swim or the technique. Mm-hmm. But I go because my will. You can ask my wife. I go into the lake. I almost drowned one time, but I was half cut with my buddies. There's a lake in Czech, yeah. and it's got an island in the middle, Machach. Yes. So we got we got drunk, you know, back yeah. in the heyday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm staring at that island, and I'm like, guys, I'm gonna do it. Guys, are like, shut up, just go sit back. <laughs> they they lost me for like ten minutes. Next thing they know, I'm like deep in the water, swimming yeah. towards the island. I almost drowned, guys. I, like, I had it. to, like, ask. They had to get they brought a boat, boat out? And, yeah. I, it's I, dangerous, I, man. They tried, well, yeah. they tried to get me out of the water. I wouldn't, though. Yeah. So, like, so I hang on to the boat. Oh, yeah. I did had a rest, yeah. I had a rest. Probably finished. had a uh, and shotgun I, quick I, beer. Then I celebrated for the rest of the night, yeah. But, yeah, I <laughs> do, almost do you know how, do you It know was how, so stupid. Yes. I but seriously, not a smart thing to do. But no. how far was it, do you know? 
you I have no idea, but it took me, took me probably so it like 30, 35, 40 minutes maybe to get just to the island. Yeah. Well, I was probably zigzagging a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't straight line. Yeah. But uh, yeah, don't do that when you drink. <laughs> don't swim and don't no. drive, guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Well, I was, I was only like 23, 24. Yeah. Just dumb. Uh, Adam in Spruce, he said 20 bucks on Laura. Well, you're in trouble. Oh, I, I would put my money on her. Yeah. But I'm not, I, you know, when somebody is better than me at something, it's, I, okay. I accept, it's okay, guys. Like, <laughs> it's the new me. Hacksaw says, 2K, how, how nice of you to offer up your wife to compete against Laddie. Well, well, <laughs> yes. Well, she's going to see me yeah. without the shirt. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, it, work, it works for both sides. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, she might see it and then she gets all confused and off she's her She's going to be game. like, what am I doing? Yeah, oh, right no, now. but off her game and she'll be just staring and then yeah. she'll, she'll, she'll Maybe. lose her focus. Maybe. Lose her focus. I don't think so. She's, she would be dialed in. <laughs> just, oh, my God. Just embarrass me. Uh, when we come back, a little more open time with Vladislav Schmid. Uh, top of the hour, we've got his old teammate, Devin Dubnik. you got to oh, be happy doobie about Dubnik. And then uh, John Scott, big scrapper in the day, all-star MVP. Scary guy. Eight, eight years ago, I think. So that's coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Much more to come. Kevin Carey, Vladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Welcome back to the big program. Kevin Karius, Ladislav Schmid. Eddie Steele's texted in, says he is lifeguard certified. Duke, did you know that? I did not. Is he? Well, well, he's a powerful guy, obviously, you know. I would like to see. Like a young Hasselhoff out there. <laughs> Eddie Steele. <laughs> One of the pub- public pools just sitting on the chair there. Yeah, he's got the water wings on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but for Eddie's big arms, they wouldn't be water wings. They would be yeah. the true lifeguard, the, the big inflatables. That's how big his arms are. So the great big tires. <laughs> Love it. Oh man! Well, we'll have Eddie tomorrow. He's he's going to be here to de- to defend certified himself. Certified lifeguard. Certified. Certified. Yeah. Not just any, not certified. Just, not just anything. So uh, you watched the game last night, obviously, Laddie, and and you mentioned Cody CC and every championship team. There are very few teams where you go one through six. All these pairings. This okay. Here's your shutdown pair one and two. This is what you're putting out against the top teams. Maybe three, four is your offensive guy. He'll play yeah. the power play. And then your five, six, or that's the mop-up team, whatever. Yeah, It's hard to make sure that you've got all those kind of filled. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you know what your bottom pair is, right? Yep. But number one, number two, deepers, like, they kind of play all for similar minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Eggholm and Bouchard, really good deeper but like in a in the playoffs like can you you need Bouchard to be producing right yeah so you kind of have to like protect him from like the top lines I feel like so he can do whatever he does you know offensively then you have the deeper nurse and CC that should be the deeper probably squaring off against the top opposition right and but which they they do like I I honestly don't have any problem with CC's play? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, people say, well, we need somebody to play with Nurse that they can be solidified, like shut down deeper, whatever. It's, 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 well, we might get a guy at the mm-hmm. trade deadline, but we haven't yet. 
And CC has been fine, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe he's slotted a little bit higher, but he, he's been playing well. Like it's he he doesn't make any significant like mistakes or like costing you games. Like, I, yeah. I, I, am I, I wrong? I, I, no. I, maybe I'm I, maybe again, I'm looking I, at different games, but like the hate that there is mm-hmm. around the city and it's like, oh, trade him, like bring somebody else. First of all, it's not his fault, and like he said, it's it's situ- every, situational. Situational. Like he, calm he, he, down, guys. Yes, he's he's playing against the other team's top players all yes, the time, all the time. That, and no. guys, that's not easy. No, like the, the game is hard. Those guys are like really, really good. They're the best in the world. Here's the other thing too, laddie. I mean, there was that one or two game experiment where Vinny DeHarnay went up with Nurse, yeah. and again, that is a that's that was a it was almost like a okay, can this work if we have to have it? If yeah. something happens, yeah. first of all, no injuries for two years on the blue line pretty well. That is unheard of. Why would you say that? I, I know you knocked. I, knocked. I know you knocked. knocked. I know. So you always have to have those options. If something happens, right? Now yeah. you have to be able to go, all right, we, we did have Vinny with Nurse for a little bit. Yeah. We could we could put him in there and see what happens again. I, I, I would just do it for parts of the games. I don't think I, it could be on every night basis. Nothing against Vinny. He's playing well. But he, he I think he's a he's a third pair guy with I think they play well with Kulak. Mm-hmm. Uh but yes, you have that option to throw him out there for like a period, maybe half of the game. But on every it's that's a big step playing over twenty minutes top opposition. That's totally different yeah. ball game. When you look at the other, again, the pairings and what they have to offer, it's all that word situational. I keep bringing it up because it always, when you played Laddie, you had, you knew who you were probably going against, right? Yeah. For the you, most part yeah, during you, a game. Yeah. Usually, usually the coach would tell you to, you You'd know, say, like especially uh, my my second half of with the Oilers, you know, we would we would play against the, mm-hmm. the top line and some of the nights. Yeah. Like you go to Vancouver, it's like, hey, lot of your matchup is Sedin's. Like, oh boy, I took a lot of pride. Like yeah. I was excited for it, but then sometimes in the middle of the game, it's like, oh my god, these guys are buzzing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a pretty night, you know. Uh, starting on a PK, like I, you know, most of the listeners probably, it's they're my age, so they they remember mm-hmm. Sedin's. In my opinion, like during my span in, in NHL, that was the best duo yeah. in the NHL. They. they and whoever played the third guy, they made them better. They made they Bur- made their Burrows, money. Yeah, you know, Burroughs, yeah. Kessler, whoever, yeah. Pyatt, whoever was there, it worked because those two guys were so smart and they put you in the right right spot, you know, the right situations, and they would find you. Yeah, so it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't always like it's not just physically draining, but also mentally because you got to be making reads on these guys and like the. The game since then evolved. Now the guys are even faster. They can do more stuff with the puck. Like <laughs> I cannot imagine like defending Drysdale and McDavid when they're buzzing. Like it's that's that's a hard job. Uh, here's a text in from Gord Oil. Uh, morning, gents. Would some of Oiler fans prefer to have the Leafs defense, <laughs> uh, or what team would you like no. to switch with? As a group, I'm not switching with any team. Like this well, is roster makeup. Well, Again, well, like, we know what this is. I, I I am happy with our defense. Yeah. Like if like a lot of breakdowns even early in the season, it wasn't just about the defense. It was the five man unit, and I still think there is 
areas for improvement, especially in yes. our zone, the, like er, especially both. around the net mm-hmm. when when the puck is below the goal line. I feel like there is missed assignments around, lack of awareness, and a lot of chances happening around our net. But mm-hmm. I think that's fixable with a video, and you know everybody knows their job. And during that hot streak, kind of went away, but now it's creeping back into our play a little bit. I can see it. Yeah, you know, in, in the first period yesterday, there were times where uh, between Bouchard, Deharnay, and CC, there were times where they turned the puck over a uh, little bit too much. A, that's another thing. Just yeah. a, ti- a little bit too much. So clean a little bit up. You know, Frank was asking me the other day, so who do you want? Who do you want to bring? He asked me, I go, to be honest with you, I would say 90% of everything that the Oilers have right now and have moving forward lies within the room. Yeah, They have the ability. These guys right now have the ability to take this to the next level. What's there already? Can they add some depth? Yes. I think they need a little more size you yes. know, on, the, on the fourth line. And then they need some. They need another defenseman. If it's a, if they want to go all in and make sh- and get a, a guy like whoever you want to get, like now Tanov's off the board. They can't get Hannafin. But if you want to add a three four, then then you, you're going to have to pay the price. You gotta, but a six seven for depth. There's a, some I, of those guys are out there. There is, there is, and I I think I, I mentioned it before. Yeah, it, in the playoffs, like you never know what's going to happen, right? So yeah. you better be prepared. Like yeah, it's w- would we like to have Hannafin? Yeah, it would be awesome. Like yeah. any team, like yeah. all all of them would would love to have him, but that that would be quite difficult. I I wouldn't say impossible, mm-hmm. but quite difficult. But yeah, at five, six, seven, I think that's doable. Yeah, I that's mean, doable. And and you're 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 set. But again, going back to the hot streak, yeah, it was a hot streak. Everything was going our way, but they the boys proved. That it's doable. Mm-hmm. They just—I think—they need a little more. The playoffs are such a grind. You need—you uh, need seven, eight defensemen that are gonna that you need to make sure that you have enough there, and you need more size on the on the yeah. bottom you, you, bottom you line do, there. You, you know how? Like, look at. Uh, gonna go back to the Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. They they had some top talent, but most of the team is just steady. And they just roll and go and go. They play heavy hockey. I know Oilers are not built the same way. I think Oilers are higher on talent. But like you said, in the third and fourth line, you can have those guys. Mm-hmm. That's going to wear you down. That's going to bring the energy. And, I, you know, we have some of them. But, yeah, it would be it would be okay to bring maybe one, one more big power forward. <laughs> yeah. So we got big Doobie coming up at nine. You had, What's the first question you're going to ask Doobie? How Devin Dubnik, by the way. <laughs> Devon Dubnik? Yeah. Just for our listeners who didn't know uh, Dubnik Man, was. like, I haven't talked to him for many years. Like, there's so many things I want to <laughs> How is he doing? Like, uh, I know they, they live in Minnesota right now. Yeah. How are his fam? How is his family? Yeah. His kids were so small. Now they're mm-hmm. pretty big. They play, I think, uh, hockey. Yeah, they must. Ex- yeah, like so many things. And like, if... If he's still involved in hockey, if he's coaching. Well, he's doing work for the NHL Network, and I think he's in New York right now. Oh, he is. Yeah, because he asked about the time. He goes, "It's what time is it there?" Because he, you know, because he wanted to know, make sure it was eleven o'clock Eastern for him. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So and he does I, lots I, of work for the NHL Network. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. I wonder if he's like like coaches goalies as well, like there's, in Minnesota. Well, now you got lots of be, questions for him. There's got to be a big market in yeah. Minnesota for 
for coaching. Yes. Uh, that's coming up top of the hour. Former Oiler goaltender teammate, Aladdie Schmid, Devin Dubnik, also John Scott coming up at 920, dropping the gloves podcast. Before all that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Tommy Guns. Our unique lounges and casual setting makes it easy for anyone to rock a new look and get the best hot towel shave experience in Canada, hands down. Book now at TommyGuns.com. Here is the Duke.